0: eftm
1: tech
2: cars lifestyle this is the eftm podcast with Trevor on
3: eftm
2: g'day g'day and welcome to the eftm podcast it's apple week folks if you're listening to this on tuesday the day it comes out we're hours away from the next iphone being announced um we'll bring you that on two Bikes talking tech over the next couple of days um and any other info and news, I'll bring you next week here on the AFGM podcast. It's a busy week. There's a bit going on, there's a bit going around. A few products coming out, I can't tell you about. But over the next few days, you'll notice uh, a few things dropping from big brands. But uh, Apple, I think, will be the biggest one, obviously. And we'll find out about that. The event starts 3 a.m. Wednesday morning. Yeah, I'm already tired thinking about it, but that's okay, we'll get, we'll get through. We are in lockdown, so not much else to do anyway, apart from go to bed early tonight. Um, a lot of emails this week, uh, I must say, um, in reaction to today's Show stories, in reaction to the Foxtel launch and the chat we had last week. I've got pages of calls to try and get through, we get, we'll get to as many as we can. Um, there's only a short window of time, I try and get it all recorded and done in, so uh Apologies if I can't get you. And uh, Mark, I spoke to Faye. I'll, I'll try and call you next week. I hope I remember. The problem is the way I do this is I print out a spreadsheet of all the emails that came in during the seven days before I record. And then, you know, I go through them. So I'm worried, Mark, that I'm going to forget that yours was there. Because it'll be more than seven. Anyway, we'll deal with that when we get there. Um, so anyway, thank you, for, <laughs> thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Lots to get. Through and I want to talk about the Ray ban stories a little bit as well. So let's see how we can go and uh, get cracking with the EFTM podcast. Yes, is the EFTM podcast. All right, Trevor Long here taking your calls. Uh you can go to the website EFTM.com. Just click ask Trev. That's what Colin did. G'day, mate. Hi, Trev. How you going, mate? Yeah, real good, buddy. What can I do for you?
4: Well, look, I've just um, heard about the IQ five and Mm. I've got an IQ four and I don't I know I don't really need one just at the moment. I understand that it's going to get updated to allow me to um, just do streaming of, of the channels on Foxtel. But I'm a bit of an old guy and I'm sort of thinking about moving houses and relocating and yep. going on weekenders and things like that. So I thought that box would be pretty nifty to be to use it if I wanted to go away for a weekend and take my full Foxtel with me. Or ah, so that's, um,
2: are you thinking uh, having a second box that you take away or are you thinking of taking the box that you have with you? places.
4: No, well, I've got two boxes, so I was right. thinking, my uh, wife and I watch different channels at different times, so I always have a spare box that I could take away.
2: Yeah.
4: so take, take the second one away.
2: I mean, I haven't tested it, but here's my initial thoughts on what I know thus far. The box that I have um, is in no way connected yep. to Foxtel's network, if you like, so it's not on a satellite or anything. So, I've literally done, yep. as per the box, just plugged it into the Ethernet here at the office, but Frankly, tonight, I'm going to take it home um, because I think we'll get more use out of testing it in, in my home environment because my wife in the little dining room setting that we have, we're, we're always got the TV on there just, you know, whether it's Sky News or whether it's just watching shows. So I think it'll get a good work out there. So I know for a fact yeah. that a single box, you know, you could just pick it up and take it anywhere. <laughs> so I've got no doubt that you could take a single box to your holiday house while you're there and plug it into the internet or the Wi-Fi and... It'll just work. There's no way of – even though that when I log on to my Foxtel account, which in full disclosure, I, I pay for Foxtel now, but they've given me this box to test and they've given me, I think, a six-month subscription to, to test. So I've got to log in to a My Account and it's got my address on it, right? So my physical street address. But I'm not at that address yep. today. I'm at my office and that's where the Foxtel box is. So there's no way it knows where it is, right? But yep. if you've got multi-room, so you've got a second box – I I just I don't know now in my head I'd like to think that they'd be smart enough to go well maybe we'll make it so that the two boxes have to be on the same Wi-Fi network, um, but then at the same time that would create a headache for them because in my lounge room at home we've got the satellite connection because there's still one on the, on the roof from years ago when we had it, but in my yeah. man cave at home or in the dining room we don't so I definitely might have one on satellite and one on Wi-Fi and so it could be that they aren't connected. And know about each other,
4: and then that'd be the beauty of it, wouldn't it? Because you'd, you'd often want your second box to be in a room where you didn't want to have to install.
2: That's spot on. Satellite. But they actually might yeah. get. You know what? I'd, I'd not thought of that. They might get a better multi-room take-up because there's no yeah. installation required. But I guess exactly, the the yeah. little caveat, and you know, Fox still aren't listening. So let's talk it out loud here. But what's stopping me giving my second box to my mum? Um, That's right. Uh, and or your
4: neighbour across the road, or paying multi-room. Because what's multi-room yeah, like? Ten or twenty bucks a
2: month, on. or something per box. Yeah,
4: so they must they must have a way of. It is, it's about twenty five a month if you pay the
2: full fee. Yeah. I um, yeah. I'm going to have to investigate <laughs>
4: because I they must have a they must have a control mechanism
2: on it. Look, look you'd assume kind. so, wouldn't you? But see, it's funny because the control mechanism has always been the physical cable or satellite. But even that said. If if you've got an IQ4 satellite, colon and it's got the smart yeah. card in it and everything, what's stopping yeah. you bringing your box to my house where there's a satellite and plugging it in? Nothing.
4: Probably not, no, because as long as, as long as you've got the smart card. That's yeah. right.
2: So it's the smart card that is the protective mechanism. So in reality, the only protective mechanism on this is your... Actually, you don't actually log into the box in any way. It... Just unless they did that for me, I'll have to check. But, you know what, I'm going to see if I can order a second box um, through the account they've set up for me. I don't know if I'll be able to do it. But it's a fascinating question because in the end, like, they've got to be realistic. I know that it would make sense to protect it in that way. But it's not like they're going to lose, you know, half a million customers because half a million people give boxes to people next door. Even if 5,000 people did it, it's... It's not actually going to impact their overall business because the, the, the benefit of it, I think, is going to grow their customer base by a good 100,000, I reckon. I reckon it's a, it's a box that gives you 100,000 extra customers, people who wanted Foxtel all their lives but couldn't install a satellite, live in townhouses, live in units or whatever. And yes, to all of the haters, and mate, jeez, I've had some comments this week, there are still people that want Foxtel. So Colin, why, why do you have Foxtel and, and not just streaming?
4: Uh, well, probably, if it was just left to me, I'd probably just have KO and um, Binge yep. and some of the other applications. But my wife sort of um, likes linear watching TV more than on demand. Yep. Likes watching channels, and she watches a whole lot of different channels that I don't watch. So, But between the two of us, we probably cover the full gamut, I want to watch sport and she wants to watch lifestyle. What about
2: recording? Is she movies. recording much?
4: Yeah, we record. We record quite a lot. So I think you were saying the other day that people still like recording, even though
5: they can go
2: on demand. Mm. So I just I find it to be a of, better, um, a better got your own Personal to... library. Yeah, it's like I've I've chosen yeah. this. I don't have to go essentially searching. But um, yeah, and it's funny, and I'm I'm glad to hear that, Colin. I am because it, I think it's the reality, and I think a lot of people, and I'll be honest, the most of the narky comments were on TikTok, which is obviously the extreme end of you know. Um, I guess, younger generation social media, but just so many people going, oh, that's for old people and who the hell wants Foxtel these days? And they're missing the point. There's 2 million plus homes with Foxtel. Um, and this is simply the upgrade for them. Foxtel can't ignore them and I think they can grow a bit from the box. So fascinating. Yeah, I've,
4: been I've been pretty impressed with the amount of effort Foxtel put in over the last um, couple of years to sort of to pivot and turn themselves into a bit of a streaming and full gamut yeah. sort of.
2: I mean, imagine they can. A... Imagine they can end up putting, you know, Stan and and Amazon and all those. Dis- I mean, if they get Disney Plus, it'll be crazy as an app on that box. I think
4: as long as you can get them in four K.
2: That's but see, that's this chipset now allows that, right? So maybe that's, right, that's, that's maybe right, that's yeah. the thing that's that's critical. You know, IQ three doesn't allow four K, so maybe that box is it needs and, to and be
4: IQ four when you when you get um, Netflix, you're only getting standard Netflix, aren't you?
2: Oh, it's not 4K. No.
4: Not not to my knowledge. I could be wrong. It
2: have seems to be you like got a, a Netflix account?
4: Option. Yeah. And a 4K TV? I should have given it a trial. I've, I've never given it a try. And it's actually
2: the, really easy to tell on the... It just on. Says,
4: do you want a standard, you know, log into your standard Netflix application?
2: And it is just... A, I mean, the Netflix application on every box is the same. Um, it's just what they display. So, for example, if you if you are on a... Um, I don't know a fetch box that has Netflix, and you plug it into a um, HD TV. When when you choose Netflix, it let's say you bring up you know Drive to Survive or something that's clearly in 4K, it'll only show yeah. it in HD. It's like when you have a TV that's got Dolby Atmos, it'll show you the Dolby Atmos logo, but if you don't have a TV that's Dolby Atmos, it won't show you that logo. So if you fire yeah. up your IQ4, launch the Netflix application, and look at a recent 4K. Available program and it only says HD or Full HD, then yeah, they're down. They're downgrading you the quality, which is interesting.
4: Yeah. I'll, I'll double check it. But have I'll a wait. look if for you us. Have that impression, you can do I'm the research, and we'll.
2: I'll see what I'll see what happens with the IQ5, mate. We'll see what people find out as they get them, and mate, people will try that, of course. Um, it's just a yeah. matter of how hard Foxtel is going to try to stop it.
4: One one final thing mm. would be a great use for me is if we move houses and want to sort of rent houses for six months at a time, that'd be a great way to do it, but still have full Foxtel. You know, it's a lot of people who rent. Yeah. Probably not going to go to the top of putting a satellite connection
2: in. So yeah, well, I mean, you know, you don't, to you don't want to bother answering, asking the landlord. There there are so I, – I genuinely think so there's at least 100,000 homes that are units, townhouses or rentals that have never put a satellite on the, on the roof and don't have cable. Boom, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Great it's talking I you, it's good on you, mate. Thanks, Colin. See you, mate. And uh, yeah, good on you, Colin. And um, yeah, if you have got a question, I think that's. I I know I'd be curious to know what you think, but I believe the hype around the IQ5 is warranted. Um, I've had a lot of reaction to it, <clears throat> and I'll um I'll bring it up on my phone now because it was fascinating to me. I'll turn the volume down. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. I um did I, did I mention this last week? I can't remember. Um. No, six days ago, I didn't. So the IQ5 wasn't out. Um, we'd only just had the interview, that's right. Um, but I did a video on the TikTok, um, and look, it had 134,000 views, right? And <coughs> 395 comments. And see, this is what I'm loving about TikTok. It's quite engaging. Like seriously, a lot of comments, more than you get on any other platform. Um, and a lot of them are great comments and questions, but then you get to the people, um, you know, Foxtel's too expensive in the so 90s, only seven hundred dollars a month or something like that. Funny seeing Foxtel trying to stay relevant. Um, uh, Foxtel, the only TV system you pay a fortune to watch ads. Well, it's always been that way, um, and it's not the only one. Um, I don't know why anyone would pay for Foxtel in this day and age. Uh, I mean, it's this is you know this is what people think, and I hear that, but people. That's crazy. Foxtel still exists. One guy says it's phenomenal. Like, I haven't read half the comments. There's just too many of them, but it's yeah, it's quite phenomenal. And I think people misunderstand how big the business is. So we shall see how that pans out for them. Anyway, um, happy to hear your thoughts. Uh, eftm.com. Click on Ask Trev. Keep going with calls. G'day, Brendan.
6: G'day. How are you? Yeah,
2: real good, mate. What can I do for you?
6: Uh, Well, turning 60 uh, on Saturday and going to hear woohoo and going to (laughs) want to get a new laptop computer or, you know, and um, I'm in the hybrid world at the moment. I love my iPhone. Um, I love, you know, I've got a large iTunes account. I've got lots of photos and things, but Mm -hmm. I'm not sure... At the moment, I've got a laptop. I've got a work laptop, and then yep. I've got my personal laptop, yep. and that's a HP Omen. It's about four years old, and Omen. I so been, a bit of gaming. Yeah, I don't didn't buy like it too much for the gaming. Just just more power. because it was more like a a desktop. Then yeah. Now I'm confused. I sort of think, do I want to? I'm in that uh, hybrid world. Do I want to cross a uh, go across and be completely? Uh, Apple outside my work, so my work's all office and yep. 365 and Teams. But I sort of think, do I want to go? I saw your segment the other day when you were like doing the iMac, um, uh, the new um Apple iMac, and mm. I don't know, do I want to go to a, an Apple laptop? Do I want to go to the to the desktop? And
2: so, what do you do the, at, at home outside of your work uh, computer?
6: Photos, right? fo- yeah, photos, music, and you know, just the general you know, household stuff that you do on it. But I've got a lot of, um, you know, I've got, year on, from oh, turning 60, I've got like, you know, 10, 10, 12 years worth of digital stuff, you know, stored on various means in external drives and mm. CD-ROMs and goodness knows what. So, but I, I don't know whether to jump to Apple and what the pros and cons of that are. Do you need it laptop, to be a laptop
2: or, or, or is there portability well, not, a requirement? Not, not,
6: yeah, not necessarily, yeah, because I've got the work computer, I've got, like, and that, and I've got my phone, so I don't really need it. Well, I, the only reason I got the laptop last time was um, because, you know, um, I, at the time I did need portability, but I don't need that now, so much. So, look,
2: let, let the elephant in the room is having CDs and things you mentioned. Look no yeah. not many computers today are going to have a CD drive so the good news yeah. is you can get an external you can go to Jcar and I don't think JBs will even sell a yeah. an external cd-ROM drive right you plug them into USB yeah. and they just work um, but you do need to move away from that so you need to spend some time you know archiving that content so that it's in your cloud or wherever it is because you know yeah. long term that's that's the solution when we're talking on your 80th birthday mate we want to talk about how <laughs> it was easy to access your you know your files yeah. via that cloud hologram well, thing yeah
6: you know, you hear you hear you hear Apple people say how good you know the the desktops are for photos and yep. and stuff like that. But then you'll get you know the Microsoft crowd will go, you know, oh well, you can do more with the Microsoft, and it's it's actually the better graphic, you know, photo, music sort of side of things. So, so I, look, here, here,
2: here's the answer. <laughs> the answer to your question is, I don't think yep. it'll make a rat's of difference which way you yep. go. Right?
6: Which way I go?
2: No. Because yeah. I live in a the more the most hybrid world, I change phones every few months or weeks, I change laptops yeah. all the time, but I do I do err towards the Apple ecosystem, but I live yeah. in the Google Cloud, so I I'm not I'm not required to be an Apple person, right? I use yeah. a, a PC or a Windows PC at the office on a daily basis. Yeah. And and there's no drama with that on, on my iPhone. Um mm. but the advantage the number yeah. one advantage of having Apple to Apple is moving yeah. a photo from your phone yeah. to your laptop. AirDrop, yeah. while it does have its, you know, its annoyances in, you know, it's not always functioning, it's not always perfect. When it works, AirDrop yeah. is brilliant. So my kids currently homeschooling; they're lucky. I've got, you know, computers around. So there's an iMac there for my son. My my yeah. daughter has got a Mac Mini. She's using. So they're both in the Mac world on their homeschooling. My son yesterday goes, I need to take a photo of something I did. Can I borrow your phone? I said, mate, I'm using a Samsung at the moment. Take the iPhone I've got sitting over there because then you can airdrop it to your computer, you know. But yeah. it takes a photo, airdrop across any emails. It's on his schoolwork, right? It's done. It is brilliant. And frankly, yeah. for a given you've got a laptop for work and those things, for a home solution, I honestly yeah. think the new iMac, the 24-inch iMac that comes in all the fancy colours, is... Yeah. An absolute game changer. It's super powerful. Uh, the performance is brilliant. It looks beautiful. Yeah. The screen is wonderful. I, I think you will love the new iMac. I think. Yeah. It's, do you know what, mate? You're turning sixty. Treat yourself, right? <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful device, and it'll, the biggest thing you won't have on it is storage. So get yourself some external storage, or make sure those photos are in the cloud, so that when you are looking at those photos and things, you know you're not frustrated about yeah. storage and all those so, things.
6: Is a lot of the stuff, though, that I have, like, documents and, and things and saved in Word.
2: Everything works. Mate, you can install. Here's, here's yeah. the, the thing that people don't realise, and it's amazing still, but it's important yeah. we say this. Microsoft Office is available on Mac.
4: Yeah.
2: Right? I've got Word and Excel. Even though Apple has pages and numbers, I hate them because I'm, yeah. I'm a Microsoft guy from from that sense. There's Apple yeah. people who think Excel is awful but they think numbers is amazing but here's yeah. the thing, I, I like Keynote better than PowerPoint for presentations yeah. so yeah. you can install Excel, you can install Word and you can have all of your existing files and they will all work interoperability and compatibility these days is second to none you will mm. not you will not have an issue using the iMac I'm confident. Sure.
6: No worries well thank you because that's, that's made me feel more uh, relaxed to sort of jump ship and and uh, and that because uh, I sort of was impressed with you the other day when I was watching your demonstration of it, and I thought, yeah, yeah. But I guess just being an older older guy, and I've just worked with you know on the Microsoft side of things all my life. I was thinking, don't well, let it out. worry
2: you. Don't let it worry yeah, you. Get yourself yeah, an Office fine. Office 365 subscription, which means you've got always got the latest version of Office. It's always on the computer. Yeah. And mate, you're good to go, brother. Happy birthday. Thank you so much.
6: Yeah, thank you. Thanks very much for everything. Enjoy, Um, mate. Appreciate it. My pleasure.
2: My pleasure. And uh, yeah, that's a great, I mean, it really is a genuine question. Um, A lot of people don't realize that you can just use Word and Excel on a Mac. Um, And Macs are great. They are very much point and shoot, easy to use computers. They, They really, that is their number one advantage ease of use as well as style and these days, performance. Let us know what you think. Go to the website, eftm.com. Click Ask Trev, um, and you know the drill. If I can get you on, I'll get you on. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM
0: Podcast.
2: Thank you for listening. Trevor Long taking your calls. Gary's on the line. G'day, Gary. How are you, Trevor? Yeah, really good, mate. What can I do for you?
3: Well, I saw a post on a page the other day from you about these uh, spam and scam calls Mm. coming into people's mobiles. Yeah. we get a lot of them on our phones claiming to be from the tax office and from eBay and from Amazon and you name it. They're yeah. they, they, they recorded messages um, and they invite you to click on some link or go to some press some button to talk to somebody else to get your money back or something like that. They're obviously scams and we're tired of them. So I approached my um, uh, mobile provider, service provider and asked them if there was any way that we can have these uh, our international service disconnected or disabled because most of these calls come from some kind of international numbers or outside of Australia anyway. But they advised us that there was nothing that they could do about it. Uh, so so when what-
2: you say they come from it, I mean, I think we can all agree without um, – you know, sounding like we're being racist. You know, most of these calls when you answer them, they're an in, they're a, they're an accent to whether it's a Russian or an Indian or it's a, it's an accent. You you feel like they're coming from overseas. I uh, absolutely, yes,
3: absolutely agree, yes. Absolutely
2: agree. Are you also seeing the phone number
3: come in internationally? Yes, we do for some of them. Probably maybe one in ten is an international number.
2: That's what country. I was gonna say. I was gonna say, I reckon I've had a lot from plus four four, which I think is the UK okay um, yeah i've I've had a few from plus four four and I just never answer it but the the ones that get me most are the o3 ones um yep. so three that, is very common I'm getting it's Amazon and uh, you know've I've just paid for something and they need to approve it or whatever it is yep. so look the answer to your question is I'm assuming you want to know whether it's really possible whether there's a telco that can do it the answer is no um okay. no. So tel- <clears> No Telco's really going to be able to say they can block all international calls. Um, And if there is one, I'm happy to hear from people about it. But the thing is, even if they could, Gary, it's not (laughs) going to stop. You've still got nine out of ten calls coming through. So, yeah, well, I
3: mean, that, but what they're doing there is they're, they're overlaying the, the real number that coming come with from yes. the fake number. So, so it's, still, it's still coming into the country the, from somewhere internationally.
2: But the difference is what you're asking your service provider to do is block international calls. Your service provider doesn't know at the network level that that call is international. They just think it's an oh. 03 number, okay? Oh,
3: They so, can't tell. They can only tell what I can see on my phone.
2: Spot on. But okay. I can tell you right now. That Telstra, um, for example, and I know they're working with Optus and Vodafone as well, but Telstra is working really hard to block um, spam calls. I'm I'm quickly looking in my email for their last, I guess, announcement on this. Um, But the last time I saw it, they were blocking huge numbers. And I'm talking millions of calls. Um,
3: so there's there's a lot of them not getting through. There.
2: This is this is exactly the point I want to make to you. Um, as much as it doesn't help you, because you know you're still getting them, um, the the fact is we're probably getting a lot less than we could be getting. Um, if here it is. Uh, sorry for my my delay there. Telstra. Yes. And this this was in June. Telstra is now blocking around 13 million suspected spam and scam calls a month. Wow, that's a month. A month. Wow,
3: that's a huge number. So that means that they're actually saving a lot of people from getting these calls
2: in and reality. They're probably saving a lot of people from getting them at all and they're probably saving me and you from getting more than what we're getting. Yes. So I, what <laughs> I think what I'm trying to say to you is I know it's frustrating, but imagine yeah.
0: imagine
2: if it was thirteen time, 13 million times worse. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing, things I would say to you is this. Where, where possible, don't answer. Um, they they rarely leave a voicemail when it's a scam. Anyway, um, yeah. never engage uh, because by engaging with them, you're validating you're a real person, not just a, a real number. Um, yeah. And and apart from that, mate, it's just hard because you, you don't you don't want to get to the point where you only answer calls from people who are in saved in your phone. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right.
3: It's, well, you know, I've got medical reasons for, for answering some of these hidden uh, uh, numbers anyway. So I can't block those. But isn't it funny
2: how they never come from a private number?
3: Well, they, they, well, they do, a private number. Oh, you mean as in a hidden number?
2: Yeah, they, they rarely say, it rarely says private number. It's nearly always 03 or international or a yeah. number. And I think it's because they get a better hit rate by using a real number than they do by being a blocked number.
3: Yeah, I, I actually, one day here, I, I got about five calls in one day. Well, a couple of them were from regular mobile numbers. And I thought, well, I know people say don't call the number back because that'll cause you some trouble. <laughs> but thought, well, I'll take the risk on this and I'll call one of these mobile numbers back. And I've got some dear friendly lady that really had no idea it yes. was her. And so what they're doing number. is they're
2: spoofing her number. Yes, and yes. and she doesn't know it because and she it, doesn't the know other it, thing they do no is idea. they spoof local numbers. So they might like in on the central coast of New South Wales, they might spoof an O two oh four three number. So that yes. people in that area actually think it is a local call and so they're more likely to answer
3: yep 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 okay yeah well that's true too so they're really they're they are getting pretty hard to block i mean oh yeah i block each of these numbers as soon as i know it's from but it doesn't really matter because they just use a different random number next time
2: yeah that's matt this is the problem i'm sorry to say that is the problem we are living with now
3: yeah, well, it makes it pretty hard to have a mobile phone or even a house phone. We've got a landline phone as well, but we don't use it that much, so I'm thinking I'll just disconnect that one so we don't get them on that number. <laughs>
2: it's probably not um, a bad idea, mate. The, the landline yeah. isn't something we need desperately anymore, so uh, if it's, if it That's stops true. a few annoying calls, then all the better.
3: Yeah, I know. Well, that was, I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. But when I saw you on uh, today's show the other day, and I love your, your sessions on there, by the way, too. Thank you, mate. Um, your techo sessions, and so does our 10 year old. He likes to watch your stuff on there, too. Uh, we're a bit of a techo, junkie kind of household, I suppose.
2: Ah, well, that's yeah. very nice of you, mate. I appreciate it. I can't help you with your scam calls, but I think it's good for us to talk about so that everyone understands the issues that we're <laughs> facing, buddy.
3: All right, thank you for your time and your call back, Trevor. It's really appreciated.
2: Good on you, mate. Enjoy your day. Thank
3: you. You too. Bye-bye Cheers,
2: now. Cheers, mate. Uh, Gary living the life up in, um, in Queensland, not in lockdown. Um, but, yeah, it's a tough thing. Getting these scam calls is so darn annoying. Anyway, that's the best advice I can offer at this point in time. Living under a rock you have been, if you have not seen or heard about the Ray-Ban stories, the Facebook smart glasses. Um, We released this story, I think it was last Friday, um, on EFTM, on bloody TikTok, everywhere. Uh, On 9 News, you name it, we had it because I've been using these for a week or so, and they are fascinating a legitimate pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses. Uh, The Wayfarers is the model that I've got. There's three different models, a whole different range of coloured lenses and prescriptions and transition lenses and all that stuff you can get. But in and of themselves, they're just sunglasses. But because they have a bit of technology in them, they're also very cool. And that's why they're called Smart. Now... They compete directly with the Bose Frames because they can be headphones. You've, they've got speakers in the, in the arms and you can hear your music, your podcast, your whatever you're listening to, phone calls um, through the Ray-Ban Stories. Um, works perfectly. They're $449, so more expensive than the Bose Frames, but they're Ray-Bans, so that's why you pay more. But on the front of them, in the corner of each lens, is a small camera lens to take videos or still photos. Now snapping away at 30 second videos is done by clicking a button on the top of the right uh, right arm. Easy, done. Never records more than 30 seconds but you can record multiple 30 second videos back to back but you need to touch the, the thing every single time. There's also touch controls as in touch sensitive controls on the side for the volume and different things like that but it's a physical button you need to press to initiate a video recording. When they announced these to me in a briefing, I thought these are going to be rubbish. The videos will be horrible. Let me tell you, from a technical perspective, these are very well executed. And I can imagine they're the 100th iteration. I can imagine they went through multiple versions of the software, the hardware, everything. Because there's there's a lot going on on the device, but I think there's a lot more going on the app. You have to use the Facebook View app to download the content from the glasses to your phone. But it does things like stabilization very well it doesn't take the footsteps out of a walk but it takes the the i guess the jolting out of the walk um riding a scooter it felt like i was almost using a gopro like it was it's very good but most importantly it's hands free so you're on a scooter and you can look down and see both hands on the wheel you can be driving and see both hands on the wheel they don't recommend you using it while driving they don't And they they tell you not to use it in in private places and all these things. But in the end, that's the biggest issue here is where you're using these glasses. Now, Christmas morning unwrapping presents, on a family holiday, out on a hike. Some amazing times that using these will be great because you don't need to pull out your phone and record something to capture it. And I'm not going to take it to a bloody beach and start perving on people, but you bloody well know someone's going to. And you also know, and I'm not going to go into explicit details here, but you know the one industry that drives innovation in technology, I think VHS versus beta, I think internet streaming. You know they're going to get used. Um and probably produce very new results. Although I'll tell you this about the the view of them. If you sit forward now, and in your peripher- in, in the center of your vision is something, so I'm looking at the Dyson vacuum, front and center of my vision above that there's the number plates down below that if I, if I look below I can see there's boxes and there's the carpet as I, when you video record so for example I was in the car this morning I was talking, trying to do a video talking about the entertainment system the infotainment system I was looking at it but it was not recorded it essentially records a higher frame of view than low I don't know how to describe it other than to say the thing that you think is in view is probably not More often than not, you kind of need to look down to see, to bring it into shop. And you don't know if it's in shop because there's no screen. But but it's brilliant. I love it. I can see myself using them, but I can also see a huge uh, uproar. There's always already talk about the Privacy Commissioner looking into them and having concerns, and I can see that. But Facebook have done everything they humanly could. There's a light on them that shines when they're recording, there's all these walkthrough guides that tell you what you should and shouldn't do with them when you're setting them up. But there's also people that know it's, uh, you know, a crime to uh, commit crime, uh, you know, rob a bank. But they do it. There's some people that just don't care. That's the issue. So Creepsville is where the concern is. But from a technological point of view, I think they're marvellous. I think they're very cool. And I, I definitely want to have them with me on holidays. I want to have them with me when, you know, when we go to Disneyland, you know. But... Do I need everyone's consent to be in the video? It's bad enough now. It's kids' sport. You can't take a video because you've got to get everyone's bloody permission. So I don't know. That's, that's the concern. That's the challenge. Do we need to just accept that when you're in public, you're being recorded? If you're going to lie on a beach topless, if you're going to be at a beach with someone you're not meant to be with and you're worried about someone filming you, you're in the public. I don't know. That, that's the challenge that's the, the balancing act with these kind of stuff so interesting stuff I'd love your views on them uh, tell me what you think I know a few people have already bought them uh, let me know what you think of them the full videos at YouTube and, uh, and a little one on TikTok which actually shows both what they do and, and what I shot with them um, but yeah all the videos are there uh, jump on the TikTok uh, if you haven't downloaded TikTok it's a bit of fun it's just silly videos right it's, it's actually fun I'm quite enjoying it um, it's mindless mind numbing fun. Anyway, uh, let me know what you think. You know where to go, EFTM.com. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, EFTM.com. Click on Ask Trevor. G'day, Joanne.
0: Hi, Trevor. How are you?
2: Really well. What can I do for you?
0: Um, well, I'm a little bit... Um I think technology challenged, no. and I'd I'd really love to get um, Disney Plus for my daughter, uh-huh. but I actually did the right thing, and I thought, oh, I'll just see if my TV will take the streaming program or whatever. Yep, yep. Um. But then when I started before I signed up to Disney Plus, but when I started searching everything I seemed to look for said uh, my High Sense TV. Um, I can't load the Disney Plus yep. app. So um, I, I just don't know, is there, an, is there a backdoor to, do, to doing this? <laughs>
2: there, there, that's a great <laughs> question. Um, so basically every TV is like a different computer system. You've know, you got Windows, you've got Mac, you've got Android, you've got iOS, you've got all these software systems. Every TV yep. is a different one. Um, Hisense is called Vida um uh, LG's called WebOS Samsung's called Tizen it's every so if if Disney Plus build an <laughs> app they've got to build a different app for every different TV
0: Right. And okay. What
2: they do is they go, We're gonna build it for Samsung and LG because they're in America and that's where they build it. But they don't realise that in Australia HiSense is number one or two T V brands in the country. So there's essentially a big gap there and unfortunately it hasn't been plugged yet. It may get plugged, um, but you could be waiting a while. So I was waiting, I think two two years before they brought KO, the sports service, to, to HiSense. And, okay, yep. And it probably took KO to get involved pretty closely with HiSense on that. So no is the answer to your question. You can't get it on your TV. You're right, but there is a little gadget you can get, which plugs into your TV and will open up a whole new world of everything, not just Disney Plus, to you. And it's look, it's a hundred bucks, but it'll be the best hundred bucks you've spent on uh, on on TV in a long time because it means that pretty much every app is yep. available to you. It's called a Chromecast with Google TV. It's ninety nine dollars. Yeah. If you go to JB's or Harvey's. Do not let them sell you the cheaper version of Chromecast. Yep. Make sure you get the Chromecast with Google TV. And you know it. it's kind of on the box, it's two things. It's a little dongle and it's a little remote control. And then what you plug it into HDMI on your TV, you turn on the TV, you tune into that HDMI and it goes through a really simple setup process. Use your smartphone to kind of type in information, get it going. But once it's set up, that little remote control is all you need to access... Every streaming service, pretty much except Foxtel. Um, oh, wow. On, okay. So Netflix, Stan, Disney, uh, Hey You, they're all there. Everything's there. You'll probably find yourself signing up to more things than just for your daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, um, well, since you said KO, I'm surprised my husband hasn't been uh, trying well, to do that. How old's
2: is the, the High Sense?
0: Um, I think it's only a couple of years old.
2: So KO is available on essentially the last year and a half's worth of high sense oh, TV. So okay. it, it may just fall under that. But breaking news, when you buy the Chromecast with Google TV, he's going to yeah. find out about KO. Yeah. But here's, here's my tip, Joanne. What, what does he watch? What sports are he you into?
0: Um, rugby league. Rugby league more. But I think um, when the boxing comes on KO, I kind of hear that's when I hear about okay.
2: it. So Christmas present? Just get him a okay. KO subscription.
0: Okay. All yes, right.
2: Like seriously, twenty five bucks a month, whether you get him fifty dollars or, or five hundred dollars, doesn't matter. It's it's months and months of ko. Um, yeah. It's like seriously, I know, I know we overthink sometimes the presents we get our partners, but yeah, the simplest things, like a ko subscription for a sports fan, is an awesome gift. <laughs> so yep. yeah, he'll be bragging Actually, to his that's mates.
0: A good idea. Yeah. Well, this is why I was getting Disney Plus because it's her birthday in yeah. a couple of days.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. I got Disney Plus as a wedding present for a, a couple I know. And I went, that's perfect. They're, they're, they're going to they're gonna move in together. You know, it's, a, it's, it's like a housewarming. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I'm not buying you a toast. I'm going to buy you Disney Plus for a year.
0: Well, that's the perfect housewarming at the moment.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's um, a great gift for your daughter. I'm telling you, it's a great gift for your husband. And I'm pretty sure the Chromecast uh, at $99 bucks will end up being a great investment for the family.
0: Okay, thank you. I'd heard of it, but I just didn't I I just thought it was just another gadget we didn't it, need.
2: It was it was released about a year ago and I yep. named it Gadget of the Year last year.
0: Okay. Well, I should have seen that on the morning show, shouldn't I?
2: I don't know. Oh, yeah, I think we did it at Christmas time somewhere there, but uh Yeah. You need to get you and your husband reading EFTM.com and that's where you'll find all this cool info. All right, Joanne. Fabulous.
0: Good thank on you, you so much. No Trevor. Worries. Thank Any you. anytime. Good
2: on you, Joanne, and uh yeah, that's... You know what? Think about it. And often I hate recommending vouchers as a gift. Often I get called the day before Christmas sooner you know, or whatever, a week before, and they say, Christmas gift guide, you know, tell us what you'd recommend. And you, you, you want to say voucher because they're a great gift. iTunes voucher, Xbox voucher, KO voucher. They're actually a really good gift, honestly. Um, anyway, good luck, Joanne, with the Chromecast. EFTN. You're listening to the EFTN podcast. EFTN Thank you for listening and downloading. Uh, Trev along with you taking your calls. Michael's on the line. G'day, Michael. G'day, Trev. How you going? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Uh, look, I'm just... Our uh,
7: Kogan 42-inch TV backlights have gone
2: yeah. and
7: uh, I need A- to replace How it, long so did it
2: last, mate? How old is it? Uh, four years. Four's not four's not amazing. I'd, I'd like to get five nah. or six out of it, but um, yep. I guess... Oh, mate, remember, what did okay. you pay for it at the time, you know? The, well, it,
7: yeah, TVs used to last twenty years years ago
2: back in the then, day. but what what do you remember what you paid for the Kogan?
7: Yeah, it would have been around the five hundred, I reckon. How big is it? forty two inch.
2: So what are we thinking now using this as an excuse to go big or go home?
7: Yeah, well, just not too big because the <laughs> Aldi had one that was eighty something inches, and I thought I'll put that in front of me, I'd have to I'd get it an next strain and looking side to side.
2: How close do you sit to the TV?
7: Oh well, it's in the sort of kitchen lounge room, if you know what I mean. So, probably three meters.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at my room here and going, I could definitely sit three meters from our eighty-five inch TV, and I'm not looking around. Okay, um you know what yeah. you do? Can I, my advice to anyone is especially if you're trying to sell it to your wife, um, but this is what I did to sell it to my wife, not just to choose that it was the right size, was yep. go online, find the TV you want, and then get the go to their manufacturer's website, get the exact dimensions of the TV, get some yep. painter's tape and put it yep. up on the wall where the TV's going to go oh, yeah. or, or behind cool. where the. and we, what I did was put it around the current TV. so we had a sixty five inch Samsung on the wall, and I measured yep. it out so that it was even centered and all that, and I measured out. My wife walked in. She goes, what's that? And I went, that's the size of the TV one I want to get. She goes, yeah, that's good. And I went, bingo. <laughs> and I yep. made that call straight away. Um, yep. But And then you sit back and you realize, you think to yourself, okay, what's the worst case scenario? I'm watching cricket. There's a score in that corner and something in that corner. You know, How, how far is my head moving? Is it a problem? Yes or no? And then yep. you decide. So what what are your requirements for the new one? What do you want it to have or do?
7: Uh, yeah, have all the um, apps on it, um, Apple TV, Netflix, all that sort of stuff. Um, hdmi inputs um, voice activated remote if possible you know maybe hook up to um, google assistant or something
2: have you got a budget
7: uh reasonable put it that way
2: so you you're looking at the low end of the market is that what we're saying yeah pretty much yeah you know that's I mean? fine mate here, here's the thing um, i i will not shy away from the fact that the tv that we have at our house in the kids games room is an 82 inch Linsar, um, which is from the good guys. Um, yeah. Now, the current, it, it doesn't have the new operating system, which is a bummer because we do need to have everything plugged into it to make it work. But yeah. at, at the good guys right now, you can buy a Linsar 82-inch TV for $1,700. Right. Wow. 82 inches. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that does have the, the LG Web OS on it, right?
0: Oh, yeah. So yeah.
2: it will have Amazon Prime, YouTube, Netflix, Stan, ABC yep. iView, Nine Now, Foxtel. It's got a lot. It will not have them all. So I'm not sure yep. it will have Disney Plus, and yep. I'm pretty confident it won't have Apple TV.
7: Yeah.
2: But, mate, if you want to do that, then at the same time, just buy the $99, and I just said to our last caller, Chromecast with Google TV. It's yeah, 100- I've got one. Oh, you've got one. So, mate, just plug that in. You've got voice control. You've got everything you need. I mean, yeah, yeah. the Linsar actually has voice. But I don't know how well it works, but... At 1700 bucks, that's a crazy good price for a TV that absolutely bats above its average. No, not as good a quality as a high sensor of Samsung, but I don't yeah. think the average eye notices. And by the way, the 70-inch version of their WebOS TV is 1100 bucks. Okay. 1099 So maybe that's the middle ground for you. Yeah, Um, yeah. Not too bad, not too crazy big, but 70 inches is still enormous compared to what you've got now.
7: Oh, yeah. And what about uh, warranty?
2: So remember this at all times. You are covered with whatever you buy from an Australian retailer, whether it's Kogan or um, the good guys. You're covered by Australian consumer law. Right. So if that TV, so your Kogan TV now, what's happened to it? It's gone, the backlight's gone, so yep. can't well, see the picture. Gone. You know, mate, you could fight it. I would say to you four years is not enough, but the Australian consumer law says that uh, an item should last a reasonable life. Now, what is a reasonable life of a TV? I think... Yep between five and seven years. So at yep. four years, I'm saying, oh, man. But do you know the the nightmare you have to go to to fight? This is yep. not easy. But it, but if it's a second TV and it's a spare, I'd go for yep. it. I'd be writing to your local fair trading. I'd be asking yep. for, the, for it to be assessed um, for repair or replacement. Yeah, okay. But, you know, if you're going to spend $1,100 on a 70-inch TV today, I would mm. say to you it should absolutely last you that same four years. Yeah is it going to last you 7? Maybe. Yeah. If okay. if it lasts 5, is it worth fighting about? No, cuz in 5 years, mate, there'll be 100-inch TVs for thousands, you know what I mean? Yep. Like that's that's the balance. If if it was a Samsung, so I've yep. in the office here, I've got the Samsung Q what do call QN90A. It's a $9,000 TV. If I spent 9,000 on a 75-inch TV, mate, yep. I'll tell you right now in 6 years if the sound is flickering, if there's a green pixel on the screen, I'm yep. ringing Samsung and saying, come and fix it.
7: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's almost a little car, isn't it, really? Yeah,
2: but that's that's the thing. You know, you, I'm paying for a, a level of, of quality uh, factory manufacturing and all that stuff. For a Linsar, you, yep. you are buying something at a price and, and you have to lower your expectation of its life. But yep. do not buy the extended warranty. It adds yep. zero value to you as a consumer.
7: Yeah, it's it's almost getting that stage now, Trevor. We just we used to buy three hundred dollar frying pans. We just now buy thirty dollars at Woolworths, and if they last six months, we chuck them out. And
2: and, and does the cooking go any differently? No, nah, not um, at all. You know, I just I, I it's a, they call what do they call it? a Disposable society or something? A yeah, that's planned it. redundancy or something. That there's all these words that planned obsolescence is what they, they call it. But I yes, don't believe is. it is planned obsolescence. Yeah. I don't believe any company, and people accuse Apple of it all the time, I don't believe any company wants their products to stop working. But, uh, you know, the factory that makes the TVs for Aldi and Kogan and Linsar uh, are, is different to Samsung. And whether yeah. or not their quality control is different or whether or not the components they choose are cheaper, there has to be an expectation that it won't be the same, yeah. whether, or not, whether or not it's the brightness or the life. these yeah. are These are the, the decisions we make when we choose to buy the cheaper product. And yep. I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Happy shopping, buddy.
7: Good on you. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks for the reply.
2: No worries, Michael. Good, on, good on you. And uh, if you've got a question, you want to go virtual shopping with me? I'm happy to spend your money for you. I reckon Michael's going to end up with that 70 inches. I think he's going to he's going to put 82 on the wall and go. That's pushing it. <laughs> but still, you got to you got to measure it up to be absolutely sure. G'day, Robbie. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good. What can I do for you?
1: Mate, I'm looking at um, moving into a new house and I'm looking for a couple of TVs.
2: Um, Whew, tough life.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. It's been a long, four hard years waiting for a house to be built, yeah, so right. you've got to
2: reward yourself somewhere. What are, what are our uh, constraints? What are we talking, size or budget? Have you gotten thoughts? Uh, Where? Have, what have you narrowed it down to? Mate, I'm, I'm probably down
1: to the, um, I can't go any bigger than 65 inch. In a spot where I'm putting it,
2: you built a house that doesn't allow you to go bigger than 65 inches. What kind of madness is this? Oh no, tell me about it. Is there tell another? Me about it. Is there another party involved in the design of this area? Oh, uh, sort of. Okay, sort all right. Well, let's yeah. keep, we'll keep talking then. 65 so, inches, yes. It's a bright
6: room.
1: It's a bright room, mm-hmm. so I think it probably rules out the OLEDs uh, uh, potentially because of
2: the glare. You think on the screen? Yeah,
1: it's right yep. next to a window. Okay.
2: Yep. Cool,
1: and then um, so I was looking at the um, is it the LG Neo
2: Neo uh, you mean nano? The
1: LED, nano, that's the one, nano, nano, yep. Um, the nano 91, and at the moment I can see it for around two and a half grand to thereabouts.
2: Now, is there a reason you're looking at LG specifically? Is there a brand loyalty there? Do you have you had them before? Is there something like that going on? What look,
1: I'm coming from a I'm coming from a Pana. Plasma, yep. um, one of the original 3D smart TVs. It's no longer yeah, smart.
2: You're the one, yep.
1: And I've got a Sony XBR LCD.
2: Okay. Um, so we're talking 65 inches and around yep. two and a half is the top end of the budget I'm tipping? Two, two and a
1: half to three grand.
2: Okay. Um, so, I mean, Nano for for LG is essentially their secondary technology. Um, yep. Obviously, OLED is where they put all their beans. For for all the good reasons, they're a beautiful TV. Um, I don't think you should rule out looking at, you know, a Samsung QLED. You know, you can definitely get a 2021 model, a 65 incher for three grand. Um, I I struggle, I struggle with the idea of not getting an OLED. Like far out, you can get a 65 inch OLED for three grand there from LG. Um, They're god, they're a beautiful TV. And you're coming from plasma, so this is my problem. You're coming yeah. from that, you know, and I'm assuming you bought the plasma because you knew what you were getting with, you know, pitch yep. quality and all that stuff. Um, the 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 thing I'd ask about the window and the bright room is what percentage of viewing is done at bright times?
1: Yeah, probably half and half, I
2: suppose.
1: Yeah. mostly night time, but it's during the day obviously with the kids and, and stuff like that. See
2: when, the, when you're watching TV during the day right the kids are watching YouTube or you're watching you know the news if that's at nighttime anyway you know like a glare on the screen like I'm looking up at some LG TVs I've got on the wall here in the office which are absolutely not OLEDs they're just standard L, you know LG TVs and the reflection of the lights is on them you know our high sense at home on the wall is not an OLED but the lights in the room, Need to be off, or I can see them—the bulbs literally on the screen. I mean, everything reflects. So if I, turn, I'm just turning around now and looking at—I do have an OLED in the office next to the kind of gaming rig. Yep. I know this sounds very first-world problem, but you know, it's, I'm just trying to use an example. This, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's definitely a different style of glare. But when the picture's on and you're watching it, I, I just don't know how bad it's going to be, given that that 50%. So here's the other thing you do—that 50% of viewing that is at night. Is actually ninety percent of the quality viewing, right? It's when you're watching movies or sports, and yeah, hundred you know, percent. But whereas the daytime viewing, what is it? The kids and it's the AFL grand final. Like, Pretty I just much. don't, I just don't want you to rule out the OLED because you can afford it, and yeah, that just that just hits me real hard. So, what
1: about the what about the new minis? Mini LED, not, so I'm what not, are they? I, I don't think
2: a... I don't think you could afford an LG mini LED, but there's a TCL mini yeah. LED TV you could definitely get. Okay. Um the C825 I actually had this in the office great sound like genuinely is it going to be mounted on the wall
1: Yeah I I want to put a sinus arc to
2: it Well don't worry about that then because I mean the sound on this thing is is epic but you, if you're going to put a Sonos on it mate far out you don't need any of this, that rubbish yeah. Um in fact it's probably got too too much sound on it but the TCL Mini LED wouldn't be a bad investment but at 3 grand I just think it's almost a mad mad thing to buy when there's an OLED for the same price. Go go down yeah. a level, your, your Nano, um your LG Nano 2021 model. It's 2800 odd. I'm just looking at JB's price, you obviously find sales. Don't rule out the Sony Bravia at uh both 65 inches, um full array and the Android TV Google TV 2295. I mean Far out, man! That's a great TV for twenty two, twenty three hundred bucks. Sixty five inch Sony, um, with Google TV. Hook that up to the Sonos. That's yep. some that's some good time viewing there. If I've got okay. three grand to fill a sixty five inch hole, I'm either buying the LG OLED, yep. and not giving a rat's about the odd glare during the day, which I genuinely don't think you'll notice after a week of just watching it and understanding what it is. Um, or the Sony X ninety J, the twenty twenty one model Google TV. Okay, because I want to hook up a uh,
1: Apple TV. I'm in the Apple ecosystem, so it'll be um.
2: Go- the on- Google TV will have Apple TV as an app built into it. Yeah. Um, but if you've got an Apple TV four K, plug that in, and you you're opening a whole world. Yep, dude, don't rule out the OLED. I oh, take a torch to the shop. Uh, Which whatever one you've got to do.
4: This, is it the C? Well, they, a... go up,
2: they go up in letters, right? So the, you know what? I think that from a 2021 model, you'll only get the the A1. Yep. Um, which, you know, at 65 inches is their base model, let's be clear. But I would take the base model OLED probably <laughs> over most anything else, given that you're going to plug an Apple TV into it and all these other things. You're not expecting it to do much else.
1: Yeah, and I'll be honest, that's pretty much Apple TV. I use everything on it. I stream, I basically stream live TV off the, off the Apple TV.
2: Right. Did you even put an antenna in the wall at the new location?
1: There is an antenna, but there's no, no actual antenna hooked up. That didn't come. That was an extra.
2: Wow. That's, you know, it's fascinating because that is the future, right? It's You may as well just open up 7 plus or 9 now and watch, that's how we watch the news every night.
1: And, um, yeah, likewise, once the kids are in bed, <laughs> I try and
2: watch the news when I can. Oh, I, look, let me just say this finally. You've got Apple TV. You, you've got content sorted from the Apple TV perspective. Um, you are compromised in your position in some way. I actually think just middle of the ground but still top end, Sony X90J with that Sonos Arc, be you're saving 800 bucks, You don't have the stress of having a base model OLED and the glare that might frustrate you. But, you know, it's a great TV. But, and I've, I've had
1: the XBR, um, although it's probably 10-year-old, and that was a brilliant LCD model.
2: I've had nothing, no complaints about Sony's. And I, I sat and watched the X90 when they launched it in a hotel room. I sat and watched it all night. And, like, I can't fault the picture quality. Love that it's a Google TV. So a lot of those apps you're currently using on the Apple TV, you'll suddenly stop using the Apple TV because they're built in. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's a great, the great brand, great, great quality, good looking TV. Awesome.
5: All
2: right, mate. Good awesome.
5: luck. All right.
1: And uh, how was Ricardo on the weekend?
2: Oh, mate, I'm still. I watched it you know, for the first time. I think in I can't remember when I watched the race again last night. Yeah. Awesome. I've, I've not rewatched the race great, ever, but it was such a good race. And the best part of it was he didn't win because Max and Lewis crashed. He just won because he raced. Hard in qualifying, great sprint race, great start of the race, smashed it. I'm so yeah. mad, so pumped. Still, I thought
1: I thought, he, I thought Norris was going to catch him at one stage, but then he started to get a second on him and just kept holding. And holding he, he, it. he was like just was, you look at that he,
2: fastest lap on the last lap meant they always had something up the sleeve. You know, every now and then Norris needed to push him because he might have been getting complacent, but didn't matter. He had the speed.
1: Yeah, so good. Uh, awesome. awesome. He's hoping
2: for a couple more this year. 100%. All right, buddy. Stay no well. Thanks for your on time. You. Good on you time. And, uh, yeah, if you've got uh, buying questions, happy to help. But um, also, if you're a Formula 1 fan, how good was the weekend? I um, I spoke with Harry and Connor and I on the FTM Formula 1 podcast, talked about it a lot, obviously, after the race. But, like, he was legit emotional. Not just because, God, you know, imagine being Daniel Ricciardo and you can't shut out all the world. There's no way he hasn't seen every headline. Um, especially given every reporter on Thursday, Friday and Saturday of every race weekend, they just hammer them about everything they're saying. You know, why are you not winning? Why are you not performing? Why is Lando driving better than you? Same thing happened at Renault. He didn't perform brilliantly in the first year at Renault, but did really well in the second year. And here he is halfway through the season and he's had a win, the first win for McLaren in a bloody long time and on merit. And God, it was just like, good on you. And also, didn't Australia need that? Dylan Olcott at the Open. It was just a good weekend, which which reminds me of that conversation I had with Stephen Fennick last week on on two blokes in the private feed. Um, you know, not being on Twitter, and I'm checking it now and then because I need to just see what's going on. But I'm not like I'm talking once every two days, um, just to see what's happening. Not and a lot of links I get sent our tweets, but it's just good to not see the narkiness because you know what, there's plenty of good in the world. So let's just isolate ourselves from the narcs and the haters and just enjoy it. Life's good. Despite all the things going on, life's actually pretty good, folks. We've got it okay. And in a few months from now, we'll all look back on this as just another time. A few years from now, we'll probably laugh about it. That might take some years, though. Uh, EFTM.com. This is the EFTM Podcast. Taking your calls, you got a question, go to the website EFTM.com, click on Ask Trev. Good day, Rob. How are you going? Yeah, good buddy. How are you?
5: Oh, good thanks.
2: Coping with lockdown?
5: Ah, love it. Just used to it now. It's just normal, isn't
2: it? Isn't it gonna be weird?
5: We <laughs> when- just I was just on a work call, just deciding about when we're gonna go back to work and how it's all gonna happen and like, it just seems like so far away.
2: Do you do an office style job or will it be hundred yeah. percent back at
5: work? I'm in IT, so no, we've been working from home anyway, even even without lockdown, we never really went back.
2: Yeah, so, so you're saying it changed from the first lot of lockdowns and, and you kind of haven't needed to fully go back because of the systems and whatnot?
5: Yeah, exactly. And what so, about the rest yeah.
2: of the office? How, how much capacity will they take up?
5: Well, the thing is we use hot desks yep. and there isn't enough capacity. Agile Working, I believe anyway. it's called, Rob. Well, yes, and I'll work <laughs> <laughs> um, So there is actually isn't enough desks for everyone to go in anyway.
2: Yeah, right.
5: Um, so, uh, you yeah, know, look, I, I think they've seen how it works and it's it's working well. And so as long as you do
2: your have... job, mate, and you respond to communications, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to continue the way they are. Exactly. So what's happening, mate? We you want to talk Foxtel?
5: Yes. So, you know, we used to have Foxtel back in the day, the, the, the real Foxtel, if you like, yep. satellite. Yeah, um, we gave that up a long time ago, and in the, like, I think a couple of years ago we we took up Foxtel.
2: Now you and I might and have brushed it at the left. same time. I, I got rid of it, I reckon, about two years ago now. Yep.
5: Um, but you have Foxtel yeah, now. Why, why do you have Foxtel now? now?
2: What what do you need from it?
5: Um, that's a good question. That's, I mean, you know, that's, my wife and I are probably a little bit old school in that we do like to flick through the live channels. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So as much as there's on demand, we, we do flick through. I mean, we have Netflix. We have a lot of the others as well. Yeah. Um. We did – I have got a two-month trial of Binge, so we are sort of trialing that at the moment because yep. it does seem to have most it's, of the content that got we want. It's got like
2: those, those shows, succession and all that kind of stuff is going to be on Binge because it's a Foxtel product, so that's there. But yep. it doesn't change that linear linear system, does it? No,
5: no, and my wife she she sort of prefers that I think. So even though binge, if you scroll down, it does seem to have some live channels, uh-huh. uh, but it doesn't have a guide. It doesn't. It's, the experience is not great no, from, from right. the live. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw your um your article on the the new Foxtel box, and it just sort of you know sort of thought at what point do we think Foxtel now and Foxtel just become one thing because yeah. it's it's all IP based. <clears throat> why, why the need?
2: It's an interesting question. I had a lot of people, and I'm, I'm going to do some analysis on it, but it's just hard work because you've got to print out, well, print out, well, you've got to look at a lot of the channel lineups and all that stuff to understand what's different. But in in simple reality, and a lot of people said, oh, why would you get that when you can just get the Foxtel Now box? Well, that's actually not available. I don't think it's even available anymore. If it is, <clears throat> it's not like they're they're making it widely available like they used to. Foxtel yep. Now is really an app service. So it's for people who want the tablet the smartphone, or they've got Foxtel on their TV as an app, um, like yep. our Samsung has Foxtel as an app, and we can log into it and beautiful, we can watch Sky News or whatever it is. And we yep. have the basic package, just twenty five bucks a month, because I just I, I really only wanted Sky News, but I you get a few extra channels with it anyway. Um, the the so the from a box perspective, I think they'll move away from if the box is still available, they'll definitely get rid of it in the yep. in the medium term. From a long term perspective, you're right, but I think that the problem is for Foxtel they've still got this two worlds problem: the world of people who are willing and able and currently paying sixty seventy eighty a hundred bucks a month and and have this somewhat deep down desire and need to flick through channels and record, yep. and then people who like you and me who've gone well we know we want that concept but we don't need to record, and we've got the box blah, 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 so I just want the channels, but mate, the user experience in just a few days of using the new iQ5, beats the app a million times over. Because you just... You, look, apps are great. And it sounds weird yeah, for me yeah. to say this, but there ain't nothing like turning on the TV and just using the remote to press buttons and change the channel. Instead, have to navigate around. And it's just, it's just a cumbersome experience, finding content yeah. on apps. So yeah. I think the live linear experience is the reason this box has a good five years' life in it. And they will, they will. I'm confident they'll pick up customers as a result of it. Will they get you and me back? Only if they say, "Look, for what would the cost be? I don't know. Maybe, you know what? I'd be prepared to pay." And actually, I'm looking at it right now, and I'm thinking out loud. Obviously, you can hear that. But the the Fetch Mini is 169 bucks, 199 for 4K, has no recording capability, right? The FoxTel IQ5 without the recording capability. Should be a 150 to 200 dollar item, and then maybe the hard drive as a bolt on is like 150 bucks, mm-hmm. and then you can sign up at a Foxtel Now style rate, so you can go okay, 25 bucks get you these channels, and maybe they can they can merge over time the two systems. I, th- I think there has to be a plan to do that, but that they don't want to sacrifice the people that are willingly spending 130 bucks now and just don't care. Just yeah. to, to suddenly offer that same thing for sixty bucks. Yeah,
5: I well, see. We, when we we bought our latest TV, I, I bought a Sony Android TV, and <coughs> I specifically wanted all the apps on the TV. I didn't want to have any external boxes anymore. Is Fox available on Android
2: solution. TV? it is. But it's yep. not Sony available Android on Google TV. TV.
5: I know. So I have a Google TV in my kitchen where I can't get it. But in not that my Sony Android TV? It's fine. So I don't. I don't understand okay. that.
2: Have you, are you, how tech savvy are you? You're an IT guy. Can you try yeah. finding the APK inside loading it?
5: I have, and it just crashes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, what I, yeah. so what I did install was Kodi, and there's some instructions to get Foxtel Now on Kodi.
2: Okay.
5: So it's not a, not the best user experience, but it does work.
2: Right, okay. Interesting, um, interesting. So, oh. yeah, it's just I mean, the, the
5: bigger interest for me, I suppose, is the 4K channels, which you can't get through the Foxtel Now yes. service at the moment. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, just, I thought eventually you'd, you'd expect, given that they're going to make the whole thing IP available with the new box, that that the app would sort of merge eventually. But,
2: then again, though, <laughs> now that we know as a society that Foxtel is able to encode and create a 4K stream of its you know, sport and movie channels, um, the question is, when does KO get that content? Yeah, that's true. Because we know they can do it. They've done it. They've proven it. And, mate, yep. it's slick. Let me tell you, it's slick. It's fast. The channels load quick. Adaptively. You know, obviously, they get better after over a couple of seconds. Yeah, but and that's they probably
5: load. a lot better experience than the app as well.
2: Way better. Oh, my God. Yep. Way better. I'm yep. talking 10 seconds better.
5: Yeah. Well, there you go. So, look, it might entice some people over anyway. It's yeah. it, it all depends on the price. Yeah, so if I could get I th- it at a reasonable price without the hard drive. I'd so, what
2: you're saying it. to me is you be prepared to consider paying for the IQ5 box minus the hard drive as long as you can use your FoxTel now subscription on it because it would give you a better linear browsing experience and you might potentially I'm guessing pay an extra premium 5 or 10 bucks a month to have 4K. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly
5: right. I mean we're on a $55 package at the moment. That's, I wouldn't be looking at spending anything more than that. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure you won't get uh, the packages we've got on the full Foxtel service for
2: $55. And that's the, that's the challenge they've got, isn't it? Yep, yep. All right, Rob, good on you, mate. All right, thanks for the call. Good luck, buddy. Thank, thanks for See getting up. in touch. Bye. Cheers, mate. And uh, if you want to get in touch, go to the website, eftm.com. Uh, a lot of debate about Foxtel because that's been the story of the week. Also, we talked about it a lot last week. I get that, <clears throat> but um, I'm still blown away by the interest in it. I really am, and I think that people that don't understand it probably have never had Foxtel and probably don't realise some of the shows they're missing out on. There's shows that you haven't watched. What's that uh, Nicole Kidman show that was on? About the murder? Uh, On something. And then there's Succession. There's a bunch of bloody good shows on Foxtel. Um, So yeah, we shall see. Anyway, get in touch. You know how to do it. (laughs) just realised something that's going to be made easier for me tomorrow is I'm not on Twitter. I would normally tweet the heck out of the Apple announcement. But again, hear my logic here. I actually nailed, in the last event, I nailed the process of grabbing screenshots from the video, putting them on Twitter and sharing them. And to be honest, the engagement I would get from an Apple event has never been higher. But what's the benefit? Right? So if I capture... The, the moment where they reveal the new iPhone, say it comes in a cool bronze colour, capture it, tweet it, iPhone 13 confirmed, bronze colour, awesome, great, great. And people retweet that to the hilt. What's the benefit in that? If I am the first person to tweet the Australian pricing for them, which is rare on Twitter because they're, they're all US pricing, what's the benefit in that? Because people aren't coming to EFTM.com. So, I, um, that's, the, that's the balance here. I, I'm, you know, I need you to come to the website for that information. And now you could argue that if I was to do something on TikTok, the same would apply. And that's the balancing act. But Twitter has never... I don't remember a brand coming to me saying, can you please tweet that? But brands come to me and say, can we work together to make sure you do a YouTube video on this? And full disclosure, I go, maybe... But if they say, can you guarantee it? I say, yeah, for a dollar. Like, you've got, to, you've got to pay to guarantee that kind of thing. We call it supported editorial. If you <clears throat> if you read something and it says supported editorial, it means I would have loved to have written this story, but there's no way I would have gotten time. But because they're willing to support EFTM, I'm willing to put the time aside. Makes sense, right? Um, so YouTube, that happens. T- um, Twitter, that never happens. <coughs> Excuse me. But I can imagine or I can foresee, and I can already see it broadly happening on TikTok so my thought process here and I'm saying it out loud my thinking out loud is if I can build my platform on TikTok to be good enough that it rivals what we do in other platforms like Facebook or YouTube or the website then it will become a place where because I put it there I can either get advantages that is early access to products or monetize or whatever those things are whereas Twitter's just not offering that so I am literally thinking through this as I go I understand But um, that's where I'm at with it. Anyway, so Apple event tomorrow morning. I look forward to that and bringing you all the news. We'll, um, no matter where you are, I should be around. (laughs) Um, I will be on radio in Griffith, Gosford, Muzzlebrook, Mackay, Brisbane, Newcastle, Wollongong. You name it, I'll be on the radio and I'll be on the Today Show at around 7.40 and on Sky News at about 6.30. And yeah. Lots to do. Hopefully, I'll at least get the um, the basic news and info out on, on eftm.com of the iPhone. That The goal is to just have one nice article up on EFTM about the new iPhone and then cover the rest off with radio and TV and try and get some socials up as well um, as the day goes on. But it's a busy day, so forgive me if I miss something. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, as always. Please leave a review if you haven't in recent times. It's always greatly appreciated. Um, it's just it's weird, isn't it? Because you can send me an email. And I f- and I know that you're there, and I feel good about it. But I guess a public display of affection, like a um, like a review of a of a show, um, is is one step further, and that's what kind of it, it, it means a little bit more. So the last one was AJS Manny, who uh, made a very nice comment about the the call we had um, a couple of weeks ago. That was very nice of you, AJS. Uh, titled Big Heart and Still Five Stars. Very nice of you, mate. So, yeah, leave a comment, leave a review. Uh, Greatly appreciate it. We'll be back next week with another episode of the EFTM podcast.